What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Warrior Soul Podcast. This is the first episode we've had in a bit. And this is kind of our first episode with a new format. Uh, my name is Chris Albert Palmatessa. I am here with Albert Carrasco and Ricky, who's over in the background. Uh, Albert, say what's up, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy to be back. Awesome. And our goal here is to deliver tools, tactics, strategies, ideas to help you guys live your best lives. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to be going through some things. How have you been, Albert? How's everything? How's everything in your life been? You know, just uh, riding life's roller coaster. You know, it's like everything is a series of ups and downs, um, as I have observed. And I've just been practicing awareness and seeing like, okay, what's happening right now? What can I do? And just learning to adapt. Well, shit. But um, yeah, so it's been a, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened, I guess, since the last time we've been on. Um, I just got back from an international trip. I spent uh, three days in England and then four days in Amsterdam um, by myself. Um, like, so I went, I went for a work trip. I was with people in England. I was with part of the time I was in the Netherlands, I was, I was visiting distributors and, and things like that. But, um, the rest of the time I was, I was in Amsterdam by myself and Amsterdam's kind of, if, if you guys haven't been there before, it's got kind of this Sodom and Gomorrah kind of thing going on where prostitution's legal there. Um, most drugs, most drugs are legal. Like you can actually get, um, in convenience stores, you can get, uh, THC, and you can get psilocybin in convenience stores, like like just right there. Um, and none of that's ever been a problem for me, you know. Like I've I've got a I've got an awesome woman. I friggin', you know, I I I don't have any desire for the prostitutes or anything like that. No judging anybody who does, you know. But but it's just not my thing. But the challenge for me being there was kind of just being by myself, um, and you know. And I had a, I have a good friend named Michael Curlin. He has a is a great podcast. It's called Be Better with Michael Curlin. He runs a, an awesome company. And he said, you know, one of the great challenges of being a man is being able to have dinner with yourself and nobody else being there and you being fine with it. Um, and that's always been a challenge for me. Like if I don't have somebody to talk to, if I don't have my woman around, if I don't have, you know, a friend around or anything like that, I, I kind of. I mean, I, I go deep into the dark centers of my brain and, and I start thinking about shit that I don't really want to think about. But, um, you know, one of the things that came up for me while I was there was that, well, maybe I should think about why I'm uncomfortable with that. And maybe I should be more comfortable with thinking about those things, um, and, and, and kind of facing them rather than, than running away from them all the time. Um, and so I had a good bit of enlightenment there. Does, does that vibe with you at all, Albert? Yeah, I do. Um, and, and I've definitely had my fair share of experiences in practicing that. Uh, but I want, I want you to finish for sure. Well, yeah, man, I, I like, it's always like, like when, when I get into one of those situations, yeah, I start to think about my life and, and when you have nobody to like be there to like, I guess the word is, is validate you like validate your existence. Like, you know, I was around a bunch of European people who frankly didn't care if I was there or if I wasn't there, you know, and aside from the prostitutes waving to me and trying to get me to, to, 
to look at their wares and things like that. Like nobody really, really acknowledged my existence at all the whole time I was there. And, and, um, it was more like, you know, just, just dealing with that voice in my head that keeps saying, well, nobody fucking gives a fuck about you and nobody, nobody cares whether you're here or whether you're not. Um, you haven't done, and then it goes into like, you haven't done much in this life at all. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve, why is your girlfriend even with you? You know, why has she been with you for 10 years? And it'll keep going down that path. And, um, you know, I, it's, it, 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 and she, to my, my girl, she's still in Guatemala. She's been in Guatemala for like the last five days. She's going to be there for another five days. She went to see a volcano down there and I want her to have a good time down there. But like, um, there's this part of me that, that just hates being alone because those voices, they get stronger and stronger the more I'm alone. Um, even now I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like, I've got, I put off work for, for, for now. So I couldn't, so I don't have to go home. And I'm like, I'm at the office and that, that's what happens to me in general. Like, I don't like being home alone. I can't, I have, I have issues with it and, um, uh, it sucks. Yeah. I, okay. So I'll definitely chime in on some things because I feel like for me, it's been the last three or so years that I had some like very harsh reality checks. Right. And when COVID happened and everything got shut down and I didn't get to work and do all this stuff, I started to realize like how many things I was doing for the same reason that you just said, like, I was so afraid of being alone that I was keeping all of these things in my life that I didn't actually truly want. And so that included like going drinking all the time, you know, going down a roster of people to text, be like, Hey, what are you up to? Let's go have some beers. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and then, you know, like sometimes friends wouldn't have money and I would be like, I don't care. I'll pay because I just wanted someone to be with me. Um, this also included entertaining very shallow relationships with women where I already knew these women weren't going to keep, you know, they were, they weren't going to be fulfilling, but I didn't want to be alone. So I kept them around and yeah, just like if you can go down the whole list of things. So then anyway, obviously I went into this like introspection and healing journey since then, which we've talked about at different and we'll continue to talk about. And I think it was like the last year or so that I have especially spent the most time alone that I ever have, like ever. And sometimes it's really amazing um, because I just feel so empowered knowing that I don't need anything. And then I start to like, again, I always practice like taking a step back and take a step back. And you want to know something funny? Even when I'm alone, I'm really not because I have this, you know, little creature with me all the time. Yeah, your dog, and... for those that are just listening, he's got his, his awesome dog behind him. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Not everyone's going to see her. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if I want to tell myself the story that I'm alone, I'm alone, then I'm also not even valuing the fact that I have my dog, who to her, I'm her literally everything she wants. Like, she doesn't even care that, like, she gets the same food every day, or that I'm, like, if I go, let's say, do something for a few hours and they come back, she's just happy to see me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have to consciously turn it off and say, that doesn't count because it's my dog. You know what I mean? But then why? Yeah. Like, why... I, invalidate that because it's it's real love still right you know and so i started to go back to like um 
I'll have like some of my friends, like, I don't know if, if Will's ever on here, but like Will's one of my best friends. I've known him for like eight years or something like that. And he's one of the people I do hang out with lately. And obviously I'm not going to hang out with Will all day, every day. But then like on the moments where I feel alone, it's like, I have to ask myself, why hasn't it been enough to know that I am surrounded by some quality people and that the time that I spend with them is quality. And right now I'm just, I have to do shit on my own. So what, what is that? What do I want to do? And so that has turned into a ton of stuff. So I started drawing. I've never really gotten into art like that before. I started learning how to yeah. play piano. I had never played piano until this year. I told myself I'm going to learn how to play piano. And I actually sent Ricky, <laughs> I sent Ricky a little, uh, video a one minute freestyle that I did because I've been like just experimenting with sound and um it's funny like on the same thing that you said like I ended up texting that one minute clip to a handful of my friends I didn't post on like social media or anything because I didn't want to be that public with it but I sent it to a select few friends just to get some feedback because I can recognize that it wasn't enough for me on my own to say that was pretty good. Like, I've never played piano before. That's starting to sound cool. There was this, like, deep inherent need that, like, nope, someone else needs to hear it. Isn't that crazy? Like, like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and, and a lot of the stuff you're saying, like, vibes with me. I mean, that's a big reason why I do stand-up comedy. Because I've, I've been trying to fill the fill a void that, quite frankly, work doesn't fill. You know, and, and, and the other stuff that I do don't, doesn't fill. Um, yeah. And like you bring up some, so, I mean, the loneliest I've ever been was the years I was at UC Santa Barbara, uh, working on my graduate degree after I got out of the Marine Corps and friggin' like, I think those were really dark days for me and part, even though my life is so much better now and I've got a great woman in my life and, you know, I've got a great career and, and I've got so much going for me, um, there's part of me that feels like if I'm alone for too long, I'm going to go back to where I was mentally, you know? And, and that's like, it's a scary freaking thing. Um, because th those are the thoughts, I mean, the temptation, like you said, to, to do something crazy, like to, to, um, to, you know, there was prostitutes everywhere over there. The temptation to like go for that was, was immense. Um, the, the temptation, I haven't drank since 2007 really. And wow. the temptation to just have a beer was, was incredible, you know, uh, or to, to grab, to grab some of the, you know, and I, I, res I, I do take psychedelics, but I take them with respect, but the temptation to just grab some psilocybin and do it for the wrong reasons was, was there too. And like, um, you know, I, I guess part of what I'm trying to get at is I know there's a lot of guys out there who spend a lot of time by themselves and, and there's a lot of guys out there who hate it and there's, there's different ways of looking at it and, and you can either use it constructively or can you, or you could use it destructively. And I think far too many of us, like we ventured down toward the destructive side, but the problem is that if you can't be alone without venturing down toward the destructive side, um, you're, you're, you're going to fall down a hole. And I think, you know, maybe thinking of some tools that we could use when we, we, cause inevitably we're all going to find ourselves 
alone at some point, you know, for, for some period of time, like what are some tools that, that, that have gotten you toward filling that void, uh, uh, constructively? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is actually a fun topic. And I feel like, I feel like I'm at ground zero in my life. You know, like, I feel like I've been establishing the foundation of what's going to happen, which, uh, doesn't happen overnight, you know, like setting a new foundation at 33 years old, which is where I'm at it. Everything has to be intentional. Every detail matters. And so, you know, I've been, to be honest, going through a really hard time because for example, I finally started going to therapy a couple of years ago. I finally started talking about things that I have never talked about with anyone because I realized this has not been helpful for me to just keep all of this stuff in. And to be honest, I was terrified and I still haven't talked about everything because a part of me has been like, I don't know if this is going to be good. So for anyone out there who wants to do therapy, who's afraid, like, I feel you just take your time, go slow. But anyway, I ended up being diagnosed with complex PTSD. And for anybody listening, the difference between that and normal PTSD is that PTSD tends to be one incident of trauma that people usually get like really triggered. Maybe they can relive that incident. They have nightmares about the one incident, whatever. Complex PTSD is when you have a whole window of time and a bunch of things happen in that window of time. And I was also diagnosed with major depressive disorder. And let me say that like, you know, depression or feeling depressed is such a diluted term. Um, I mean, there's like memes about it and stuff. And like, everybody's always, I feel like it's very downplayed. Like I even had a friend recently be like, fuck that shit, bro. We're not depressed. We got this. And I'm like, I get what you're doing by trying to hype me up. But like, you're also invalidating like how intense this is because like, I also have learned by learning about this and, and identifying different periods in my life where to be honest, I'm, I'm going to admit I have had like crippling mental health affect my day-to-day -day life where I just can't do certain things that I otherwise healthy would like be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Mm -hmm. What's stopping me? Well, literally I'm being crippled by this situation going on in my brain that I didn't even know about at the time. So anyway, learning about complex PTSD, learning about what major depressive disorder is, I started to feel like, okay, I can be an observer of my own life because my true center says, I want A, B, and C to happen. So then every time something comes up that is interfering with my ability to do A, B, and C, I'm like, oh, there it is. Now I'm being challenged. My, my like true desires are being challenged by this other thing. And so I started yeah. to, you know, I started to like kind of this whole idea of like loving yourself, right? Okay. So what does that even mean? Like, how do you truly love yourself? Well, it's about being true to your heart's desire, which one of those things includes all the stuff that's happening with warrior soul, which we're going to keep sharing, right? It's like, this is the true, the true dream. Like this is the desire, like to open the space and have like the yoga, the fighting and the kids program and all of that. So then what's stopping me from doing that? Okay. Well, we, we can, we can <laughs> skip some of those details for later, but let me tell you, it's been hard and I feel like. Every day I have gotten better at managing it. But at the end of the day, like I said, I always have to remind myself. I have to do this for me and no one else. Right. And, and one of the other things about like what I learned with 
you know, the fragmentation of the brain when it comes to trauma is like the stories we tell ourselves, they are so powerful. So I, I don't talk negatively about myself anymore. Like I don't, there'll be times like, I might be like, oh, I suck. Or like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not good at this. Or, oh, like literally anything. I'm not going to speak that into existence anymore. I just stopped. Right. And like, even like I said, with learning how to play piano, um, like as I've been learning music more and more, um, sometimes I would find that what was preventing me from being able to play music is that as I'm playing, I was judging myself. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Oh, the timing's off. Oh, this is off. And it's like, I'm just mentally destroying myself and I'm not even giving myself a chance to play the instrument. Whereas like the example I always tell people is like, if you're sitting with your child and your child is trying something that they have never tried before and they'd make a mistake, be like, dude, you suck. Stop. You, you'd be the worst parent in the whole world. So that right. same love that we that we would give to a hypothetical child, we can actually hear heal our own inner child by allowing ourselves to try new things and to hold space for ourselves and to be compassionate towards ourselves in the learning process. And you know what I mean? Like anyone listening, why why don't you play a musical instrument? That's the that's the really easy one. I bet most of you will say, I'm not good at music. All right. Yeah, you said that, so it's true. You're not good at music. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that's like <laughs> Yeah. That's like 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 when I when I started stand-up comedy, um there was always I always wanted to do stand-up, right? Like it it was always a thing. I just told myself I couldn't do it. Like I lived in LA for like a long time and never attempted it. But I attempted it here in Florida, you know, and and I I think about like well, why, why didn't I attempt it back then? And, and I always had this thing in my mind that said, Hey, you can't do this. It's not you. Like you just don't have that, that kind of talent, but it's because I never tried it. And, you know, to your point, I think one of the issues for, for all of us is that we don't treat ourselves as friends, you know? And I think like, I think there's, there needs to be two points to our self interaction. You have to be either a friend or a coach. You can't be an enemy, you know? Right. And, and, when you're a friend, you, you know, you're, you're not going to tell your, if your friend sucks at something, you're not going to say, Hey, you fucking suck asshole. You know, like, like you're not going to, you're not going to approach them like that. You're going to say, well, Hey, but like, if you were doing something wrong, Albert, I would say, Hey man, you know, maybe, maybe you could do this a little bit better. And, and here are some ways that you could do that with, right? Like, that's how I would approach it, you know, or if, if, if with myself, with the things I'm working on, whether it be comedy, whether it be my fitness, whether it be my career, my business, you know, what I'm trying to get away from is saying, oh, you should have never tried this in the first place. Cause that's the stuff I used to say to myself, oh, you don't deserve this at all. I'm trying to move toward, you know, well, you did it this way that didn't work out. So, so let's try it this way now. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same thing all around. And so, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take more of like either a friend or, uh, a, uh, a coach approach. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, really quick, I actually have this right next to me. I'm going to show you. I started learning how to play this, which is a hand pen for, uh, whoever is on video. What is yeah. that? That's awesome. Yeah. It's a hand pen. They're like, it makes like really cool sounds. So, 
I remember I was uh, playing it when I first started. Like uh, I, I told myself I would learn it in June. So actually, quick tangent about this, because I think it's very relevant to like exploring new things. I bought it in December of 2021. And then it sat in its bag for six months. Because the couple of times that I pulled it out, I was like, I don't want anyone to hear me. Like, I suck at this. I don't know how to play it. Why didn't I buy it? Like, the thing was $1,300. And I was like, I just spent Holy a lot shit. of money. Yeah, I was like, I just spent a lot of money on something that I suck at. Wow. What? I, I should sell it. And I was about to, to be honest. I was about to put it on Craigslist and be like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get like 500 bucks for it. Like, I, I don't know what the resale value is on this. So let's let's pause there. I bought I wanted to try it. I legitimately wanted to try it. I like the music that I... And then I was going to betray my own desires by selling it. I told myself that I I wasn't good at it. And I didn't want anyone to hear me. And I didn't even really try. You know what I mean? So I thought that was funny. And then I decided, no, it's about to be June 1st. I'm going to play every day for at least 10 minutes and see what happens. And... I just kept playing and I kept playing and I kept playing. And like, I mean, actually, maybe this will be a fun demo, but like in the beginning, I literally was like, okay, you know, and I was like, everything is so confusing. And then now it's like, you know, I can like just make random little beats now and I'm not going to play any more than that for now, but it didn't, it took some time. You know, it took time to, like, understand the timing and, you know, to be patient. And one of the crazy things is, like, I do use cannabis. Um, and I remember a lot of people say, like, oh, like, cannabis can give me anxiety or whatever. Well, let me, I'm going to break it to you guys. If if cannabis gives you anxiety, finger quotes there, it's because you have anxiety. It's not like that it magically all of a sudden gave you anxiety. You're just actually being forced to be present in the moment. And now all this other stuff is being revealed to you. So anyway, when I'm playing, I can hear my inner chatter being like, dude, you already played that beat. This sucks. The timing's off. Like, it's just like, again, just like I said, like when I was, every time I've tried this, like, again, I became very aware of how destructive my inner chatter was. And then I learned I have to play despite that. And then my housemates one day came in and they're like, dude, that was really cool. And because the whole time I'm trying to play blocking out this inner chatter, I don't actually even remember like what I was playing. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah. They're like, you're getting really good at that. And I was like, oh, thanks. But I like thought that was really hilarious because in my head, I'm like destroying myself. Meanwhile, they're like, dude, you're killing it. <laughs> and it's not, man. You know, like, I again, I think like... Like, yeah, there's that point where we all need a little bit of external validation to, to, to move forward and, and, you know, for better or worse. Right. Like, I think, um, I think the thing is like, sometimes you just need to do something for yourself and not really care about the outcome. Like, yeah. and again, that's how I am with comedy. Like I, I don't, I don't particularly care if I, I get booked for a bunch of shows or anything like that. I do it because I love it. And I think like, giving yourself something like that, like your hand pen or, 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 you know, learning the piano or anything like that, where you're not necessarily attached to becoming a, a famous rock star or anything like that, but you're doing it because you enjoy it and because you love it and because it gives you joy. Like that's, 
that's awesome, man. Like I, I think we all need something like that in our lives. Yeah. And then on the nerdy science side, I was watching something. I forget what neuroscientist it was. Cause like there's a handful of people I like on YouTube and they were talking about how specifically with learning music, uh, your brain fires on like a unique way. Like a lot of different parts of the brain communicate that no other activity has the brain communicate the same way. So they were like, yeah, there's like fireworks happening in your brain. So when I read that, I started to be like, that's cool. And to be honest, I have noticed that the more that I go deeper into music, like my whole life keeps changing. And then like, it's just really cool. So I encourage it. Basically, I encourage anyone listening to pick up some musical instrument that has called to you and start to play it and use it as a way to heal the self-judgment, the negative self-chatter, the ability to take up space to be seen, right? Because a lot of people with trauma, like they don't want to be seen. A lot of people with low self-confidence, they don't want to be seen. So what is scarier than to have somebody listen to you play an instrument and be like, the fear of somebody saying that you suck. Well, you're not playing for that. You're playing for yourself. So just keep doing it. Yeah, and it could be that or it could be anything creative. I think like, you know, like, I think so many of us turn off that creative side of our brains when we're kids, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you get art class, you get, you get encouraged to draw, you get encouraged to color, you get encouraged to, to do music class and all that. But, but somewhere along the line, I think that turns off when, when we become teenagers and then we go on to college and we're supposed to make something out of ourselves, you know? Um, yeah. Well, so I think everybody's saying that you can't make money doing that. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's and that's do, the thing. I mean, like, like I think um, in in this society where we're so focused on uh, just surviving, I think I think part of being human is finding things that you love. You know, like like I love cigars, right? And the reason I love cigars is because I love the 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 craft that goes into them. I love the fact that they're handmade. I love the fact I love the manufacturing process. Like a cigar. It, it it's a, every cigar is a miracle, right? Because the crop could go bad, right? Like they ha- the tobacco has to be aged and fermented and it has to be done at like just the right humidity. And then the, the, the rolling process has to go just right. You have to have an expert to roll it and then it's got to be aged for a few more years. And, and by the time it gets to you, there's like this whole series of players who put their love and their craft and, and, and their knowledge into that, that cigar. And then when you smoke it, you're not supposed to smoke it like a cigarette when it's where it lasts like two minutes and you just get your nicotine hit. I mean, a cigar is supposed to last for hours and it's, it's a great modicum for, for either great conversation with another person or deep thought on your own, you know? And, and, uh, um, you know, I've put a lot of, lot of, lot of, um, effort into learning as much as I can about them and, and, uh, like establishing a collection and, and that's my thing, you know? doing that while I'm writing my comedy sets, I think, you know, it's, it, it's like my favorite part of the day, but if you could find something like that, 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 you know, you love, you enjoy doing on your own and, and, you know, there's not necessarily any attached outcome to it. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, and I play music every day for probably, I don't know, at least an hour. And now it's like, I need, I need that. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a big deal to me. Like 
I can't believe that I, I don't know how I lived without not playing before. Well, actually, I, I do know, and I was doing things like blacking out on alcohol all the time and doing a lot of really unhealthy things instead. So again, when people say, I don't have time for that, it, it's you're using your time for other things. Yeah, that that brings back a um a good point and and uh you know thinking about things that that you know making time for yourself. One of the things that I've gotten back into recently is is lifting weights. Um, I I took a a huge hiatus. I mean, yeah. for years that was like my entire identity, my entire life. And a few weeks ago, I moved to my new place, which is down the road from. Um, kind of a private gym uh, in my jiu-jitsu studio that I, I go to. And um, I decided I, I wanted to bring it back into my life. And, and um, you know, I've, I've been every morning at, at 6 a.m. I just, I go, I hit the gym for, for a couple hours and, and uh, I mean, get back into it and, and kind of getting my love for it back, uh, which I think kind of went away. I, I never left fitness. I was I've been running, I've been doing jujitsu, I've been doing calisthenics, but this is really my first time picking up a barbell in a couple of years. Yeah, so I have, it's so funny because we haven't talked about this, but I started to really dial in everything very recently too, because I was lifting kind of the last couple of years, but not how I used to, because mm -hmm. I, I, I think it, you might remember, but I had a minor pec tear. Yeah. And that's actually how I discovered um, combat training. So I started doing kick kickboxing and boxing. And I always thought I was only doing that while my pec got better. And then I ended up liking it more than I liked lifting weights. So I prioritized my fight training. And then I was kind of just lifting for fun. But just like you said, 6 a.m. lately, I wake up, I go lift. And it's been so amazing. And it's like, right now I'm like bridging the two of like how I used to lift and my fight training. And I'm like, dude, let's go. Let's go. Like, I want to be a machine. I'll, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing too, man. I'm, I'm turning 44 next month. So I'm like, yeah. I like, I, I mean, I feel like I look good. I, I still, I've, I've always been lean. Like I've never had a problem having abs or anything like that. Um, but I, I just want to, I want to feel better, feel not even necessarily about how I look, but about my performance and about, you know, being able to be strong and about being able to, to be physically capable, you know, into my, I'm only six years away from being 50 years old. So I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I, I've only got to turn it up, you know, um, I, I've, and I think. You know, a lot of guys my age, they, they kind of just drop it. They let it go. They, their wives tell them, Hey, you know, you, something my girl said to me, she's like, Hey, if you don't want to keep doing this, you don't have to, I'm okay. If you let it go. And I was like, no, no, that there's a trap there. You know, you can't do that. You know, even, even if your woman tells you she, she's okay with you getting out of shape. Like, I think far too many men do that. I think you've got to be as a, you've got to be the best version of yourself and, and the best version of yourself is not somebody who's not trying to reach their full physical potential. And, and, and whether that be through lifting, I don't, I don't believe that just comes through lifting weights. I think there, there's a whole lot of elements there, but, but I think you do need to be strong, you know? 
Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I've been a competitive athlete my whole life. You know, um, I've, I've done all kinds of different sports. And when I was at Paragon training kickboxing and boxing, I was mostly doing it recreationally. And there's like a switch that got flipped recently. Probably because one of my friends is one of the coaches. And I decided to sign up for my first, um, it's a points Muay Thai fight. So there's no knockouts, but you know, it's a very technical like thing. So I decided to challenge myself and I'm doing that with the intent of doing a semi-contact fight later and semi-contact being like with shin guards and headgear still, because I don't, I don't want to do something with no shin guards and no headgear. You know, I just feel like I'm not there right now. Yeah. And, but anyway, this points match, I think I'm really looking forward to. I'm, I'm training as if it was like a real fight. Like, cause you know, I don't know what I'm going to be put against. I don't know what gym they go to or whatever. And I want to do well. I want to challenge myself and know that I get the mechanics of this, that I can be present enough to not choke the day of. Like I get to test all of my fucking yoga skills and mindfulness practices and literally everything that I've been learning in this points match. Because if I get kicked and it lands by my opponent, that means I wasn't paying attention. And I have yeah. to be honest with myself. Like they should, I know what the movements are. I should be able to block. I should be able to return. I should be able to counter so, uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited for that. And I agree. Yeah. Keep, I mean, you gotta, you gotta challenge yourself. You gotta keep pushing. What's the next thing? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I did. Um, I did fight to win last year, uh, yeah. for, for, for it's a BJJ competition, but the way fight to win works is like, it's a, it's not like your normal BJJ tournament. It's it, you, you have a match, um, and, and it, they set it up like the WWE. Like there, there's a ring, there's lights, you have walkout music and all that stuff. And when I did it, there was a ton of, there's people betting on you and all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. I lost my fight, you know, but it was a great experience. Um, and, um, you know, when you have all those other elements, there's, there, there's so much more pressure that comes in into play. Um, but, uh, but I, I mean, I think we all got to find things like that and they, there's always something you can do, you know, whether. Yeah whether it be BJJ, whether it be kickboxing, whether it be a 5K, whether it be friggin' a powerlifting meet. Actually, I think powerlifting is a great sport for for people to get into because there there's competitions everywhere. Um it's it, it you, you have to train a little bit to 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 get into it, but once you know the three movements and you can start training like like it's it, it's a sport you could do for a long time because it's actually low impact. I mean, you could get injured very easily if you're if you're going too crazy. But but uh, but that was my first sport uh, that I'd ever competed in. My my first meet was when I was twelve, and I fell in love with it so much. And I'd been doing that for most of my life, all the way up to a few years ago when I put it down. And and um, I think my issue, though. And, and why I left bodybuilding and powerlifting was because it just comprised too much of my identity. I couldn't see myself outside of that, right? Like I couldn't see myself in other professions uh, because it was my job. I was training people. Uh, I owned a gym, um, you know, and, and it was just my identity for so long. And I needed to put it down to become a more complete person and, and to be able to fall in love with it again. Right. Yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah. 
and at least this time around it's going to be something new because you have you've been away from it long enough and you could just reconstruct whatever yeah no absolutely absolutely i mean it was to the point for a while where i couldn't even i couldn't even watch a video of someone lifting weights i mm. it, it just the whole culture around it was bothering me and like there's a lot of like and i think the way the internet is these days, like there's a culture that surrounds everything and you can get sick of anything very easily, you know, like, and I was sick of like the whole gym shark, like friggin', I hate to like call out that brand or anything like that, but like the whole, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym with my swole mate and friggin', um, you know, uh, eat a bunch of protein and all that kind of stuff. And, and, um, I was just so sick of it and, and yeah, I needed to, take some time off yeah i definitely feel that um i think like for me on that topic like lately is in the age that we live in we're always going to be surrounded by a lot of stimulus and we just have to be able to shut the noise out you know just like at the end of the day most of that stuff out there doesn't affect my life like and by most of it i mean 99 percent. 99 percent of anything out there is not affecting my day-to-day life and so I, I just, I try not to pay attention to it. I try to just focus on like, what do I got to do? And, you know, the more that I do, the less that that matters, like play music, train, eat for performance, you know, all those things. And I, I don't even watch the news and I don't know that that's going to be a fun one to say out loud, but <clears throat> I'm not kidding you. When we pulled out of Afghanistan, I think that that triggered me so much i was so angry and uh, we won't get into that right now but i was like fuck this the news isn't helpful to me and i removed the news uh tab on my you know how you would scroll the far, far left on your iphone there's a the news i just removed it and then if like i had friends on social media who over post like too many political things i like unfollowed their story i didn't unfollow them but you know like you can hide someone's story just because i'm like dude the sensationalness media is not good for my mental health. Like I have other things to focus on. I don't want to know about the like fear mongering and like all this other stuff or like how many people get screwed over by this thing that happened. And I'm just like, I just can't do it. Like I, I don't have the space for it. Like it, 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 if it affects my day and I have other things to focus on, like I, I don't want it to be part of my day. Yeah, I think it's really important for a lot of people to understand that in order before you can even think about fixing the world, you got to fix yourself. Um, and and if you're not if you, if your own life is screwed up, you really don't have any business trying to tell other people how they should live or anything like that, you know. And I I think that's a that there's so many people out there who are just so focused on other people's lives and and what they're doing or this or that and. You know, I've got my values. I stand for my values. I, um, you know, a big, big reason why I live where I live and do what I do is because I don't want the government or anybody telling me how I should, should be living my life, you know? And, and so I purposely don't watch the news as well. Um, I do, I keep up on certain things by, by, you know, listening to some podcasts that I respect and, and, um, you know, researching issues that I'm interested in, but, um, the, the, the corporate news media just has one goal in mind and that's to put fear in your mind, um, so that you can be controlled and, and, 
you know, I think that far, far too many people fall into that. Yeah. Uh, um, just to close that, I have found that I'm a lot more productive and a lot happier without looking at that stuff. Yeah. It's just how it is. No. And I mean, think about it. How much, how many minutes people are wasting, like getting into Twitter fights, you know, or like friggin' putting angry comments on people's Instagram videos or, you know, uh, going to YouTube and, and like just watching shit that pisses them off, you know, like yeah. how low that's such a low ROI activity, right? Like yeah. your return on that, that is nothing. All it's doing is wasting your time and making you more bitter. Like I can't think of a lower or ROI activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's why for me, all of my efforts have been on just making my life better, just mm -hmm. getting better, um, creating the projects I want to work on, getting good at the things I want to get good at, like kickboxing, playing music, making art, um, learning to communicate better. Cause I know that someday I will be in a position of power. And so I need to have the proper communication skills and proper, you know, like there's this whole skill set. So I'm working on that. That's, that's what I'm focused on because right now. I can sit here and like do a bunch of stuff. And then if I'm like, I'm not going to affect the world at all. If I don't have the power, you know, like the resources, the money. So working on that. Oh yeah. So let's, let's move into that segment now, man. What, what kind of new things have, uh, come up in your world and what, what, what kind of new things, uh, have you, um, have you been working on, man? Yeah, cool. So I moved shops. Um, I have a couple of employees that have been helping me print everything and I have been, you know, just doing rebranding, like creating all the marketing material. Um, I'm really excited to start to be more visible with Warrior Soul, um, in terms of like the, the youth academy project. And so there's two exciting things, maybe three. So the first one is that. I had a local drug rehab place reach out to me. Um, I know one of the therapists that works there and she was like, Albert, I really liked your idea. Uh, can we have a meeting to talk about how that might fit here? And so we decided after our talk that we could create a 10 week, like once a week meeting with the people in that program. And I could introduce to them. Uh, some new coping mechanisms and some new ways like that that might help them when they're not in that drug rehab center. So this will be like through yoga and breath work and like, you know, I'm, I haven't actually finalized the curriculum because it's a little different when I'm working with them than with my original idea. But I think that that's a really cool opportunity because uh, to be honest, I think that yoga could help a lot of people. And I will explain that there are eight limbs of yoga and the asana, which are the poses, is just one. So when I say yoga, I'm not talking about poses. I'm talking about, like, all of yoga. And not just that, um, in America especially, uh, I have found that a lot of people are all about, like, yoga as a workout. And while yoga, sure, can be a workout because it's a physical activity to do the poses, it is actually all about presence and, you know, like being like completely in your own body. And there's just like much more spiritual components to it. 
And that's what I want to teach. I don't want to teach people to stretch. That's, that's something I want to like really drive home. Yoga is not learning to stretch. <laughs> so, um, there's some people listening that will know exactly what I'm talking about. And other people will be like, what is that guy talking about? So it's fine. Uh, the other piece is I worked with a nonprofit a few years ago and I was just like helping distribute like their food bank, like food to families that may need groceries and stuff. And the lady who runs it reached out to me and said, Hey, are you still working on this youth program idea you talked about before? And I was like, yes. And so we're right now trying to figure out how I can work out of their space. Cause they have like a gym area, they have weights, they have like punching bags and stuff. And they have youth that go there, but they have like, they don't have anything like uh, an instructor. They don't have structure at all. So uh, right now we're in the process of figuring out how that works. And then the last piece is I have a meeting with my gym that I train at to see what type of like cross promo or overlap we can do and maybe work with some kids out of there. So I'm just excited because like I said, it's like everything that I've been doing the last couple of years is like slowly coming together right now. And I'm just ready to run with it because I really believe in this. You know, if yoga and fighting have helped me transform my life and I have, you know, PTSD and depression, it can help people with less severe issues. <laughs> and yeah. the, um, again, or more severe issues too. Or more severe. Yeah. I, it would just, it can help people, period. I know yeah. it can. That's cool, man. That's cool. So that's my updates for now. It's awesome that, to see you see you working on that. I've, uh, I've known you known you since you came up with the idea. So that's 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 pretty awesome, man. I'm 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 proud of you, and I'm, I'm proud to you know be a part of that here at Warrior Soul too, man. I think it's uh it's gonna be amazing. Um, I've been um focusing on on you know a few different things. One my real estate portfolio i've uh we've we've purchased a couple of properties here in florida i've finally got all my units rented out um and this is a big thing i i i eventually want to cover for our audience is like you know it's a big deal for me because 10 years ago i was living out of my car right like I had nothing um Four years, I mean, I, and I've been, I've had money, I've been broke. I've had money, I've been broke. Four years ago, I had, I was broke again. Like I had nothing when I moved out here to Florida, friggin', and, and, you know, I got a chance and, and I've been out here uh, running this other company, a manufacturing company, which I'm very proud of because it's an American manufacturing company. Um, but um, when I moved out here, I bought a property on the VA loan. And, and for you veterans out there, that's a tool you guys all have to you. And I'll, I'll talk about this in more detail on another episode sometime, but I was able to purchase house, no money down, um, live there while renting out spaces in the house. So basically had made it so that I had no living expense, stacked up money and then bought a triplex on top of that. Um, uh, and so I bought two properties within the last three years. Um, and, um, I finally got most of the units rented out. I'm living in one of them with my girlfriend. Um, and, and that's a big process. Like I think I want to educate everybody on at some point so that people can move toward finding financial freedom. And that is, you know, something called house hacking. They talk a lot about this. I'm by no means a real estate expert, but they talk a lot about this a lot on, on a podcast called the bigger pockets podcast. You guys should definitely check that podcast out. But essentially what I did was, 
you know, bought a house, lived in, lived in it, rented out pieces of it so that would the the rents would pay off the mortgage, and then I'm I going to keep repeating that formula until I'm uh, I have a bunch of houses and I'm able to to earn enough passive income to to you know be sustainable. Uh, but I'm I'm really we me and my girl I'm so proud of her. We've we've put so much work into this, and um, you know we finally got these units online after putting a bunch of effort into rehab, a bunch of effort into the planning, marketing the units, and and that kind of stuff. So so that's been great. Um, I've been trying to educate myself as much as possible. Like I think far too many people look for something that's going to get this payoff like right now. Um, you've got to, if you're going to go into something like real estate or you're going to invest your money, there's a lot of charlatans out there. And I think you've got to put as much as you can into your own education. So I've been, been reading tons of stuff on the subject. I'm reading this book right now. It's called risk game, um, by, by Francis J. Greenberger. And it, that's his story. Um, he started when he was in his teens, he started his own publishing company and then eventually worked his way into real estate. Uh, but generated cash flow from his business and then bought a bunch of properties in, in New York City back in the 1970s when nobody was buying property and then um, continued to build on that. And today he's a billionaire. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, my message is that if you're out there and you're in financial straits and you don't know where you're going to go or how you're going to move forward. I think that the answer is this, you know, take it one step at a time, start taking down your debt, start cutting crazy costs that you don't need to be spending money on like alcohol and stuff like that. And then, you know, move forward step by step so that you can get to the point where you're going to be able to buy some property and you're going to be able to, to, to put yourself in a position to buy assets. So, um, I want to get into that in future episodes and, and I think, um, that that'll provide some value for the people at home, um, who are interested in that kind of thing. That's amazing. Honestly, I'm really stoked for you. If I ever move out there, I'll know who I'm going to rent from. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, you know, I, people, here's the deal, like rents are going to continue to go up. Right. Like it's, it's a fact, a fact of life here in the States, you know, and I think, um, at some point you got to think to yourself, am I going to keep paying somebody else or am I going to start paying myself? You know, and, and that's the thing when you're paying a mortgage, it's basically a long-term savings account. So that's something I really want to educate people on. Yeah. And actually I I was kidding because one, I'm not going to move out there, but two, uh, I'm glad that you already worked through this process because I, I definitely will pick your brain about it in the future. Um, Hell yeah. Because I'll have to buy a house um, with my own VA loan at some point. So, cool. yeah, dude. Yeah, it's out there for everybody, man. It's out there. Um, but uh, b- beyond that, man, I'm 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 stoked to be back here in the states. Um, you know, the trip, like I said, to to the UK and Amsterdam was a little bit heavy for me. Um, it was it was a work trip, but. Um, I'm really happy to be back here. I can't wait till my girl comes back from Guatemala. She's out there right now looking at volcanoes. And um, that's about all I got for this week. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> cool. Anything else? Well, you know, from there, I guess um, 
guys, I hope uh, you enjoyed this conversation. This is kind of like the format we're going to move forward with here. Um, we, from this point on, we'll be back at you every week uh, with a new episode. And, um, you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll, we'll bring in some guests. But for now, Albert and I are going to flesh this thing out. If you guys have comments, if you guys have, have subjects you want us to cover, if you guys have your own questions about, you know, what things that you're facing in your own lives, please um, send us a message. Um, our new Instagram handle is going to be Warrior Soul Podcast on Instagram. You can DM us there um, and we'll come up with some other channels for you guys to to send us messages on. And um, I don't know if you got anything to add there, Albert. No, the main thing is, yeah, this is just kind of an intro. I think that we covered a lot. Um, it's in alignment with things we've talked about recently, like in the last six months, the couple of times we have linked up. If there are specifics that people want to know, I mean, obviously I would love to hear about it so that we can be more specific. Outside of that, um, I think that I would love to share like some of the things that I've been reading. Um, because like I said, like for me, I've been like this since I was a little kid and it took some time to, to really take ownership of this, but it's like through learning, I feel more in control. I feel it's more safety. And so I have done a lot of reading about like, you know, different trauma coping mechanisms and, you know, what are, what do you call certain things, right? Like having a name for stuff is so powerful. And like, even like, I'll use the word betrayal, right? So betraying yourself, or you heard me talk about betraying your heart's desires in earlier in the podcast, but also if you can identify times that like you've been betrayed and maybe things that you didn't call it that, like that's really powerful because then you can start to like heal, right? So anyway, I'm definitely down to like get into any of that stuff. Like, um, but obviously I want to prioritize any specifics that anyone listening might have questions about too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that guys, um, this is the War of Soul podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back at you next week with another awesome episode.